Alright everybody, you are tuned in to a new segment with the Bank Dot Radio Show. This is Tipsy Talks with TNA. Have <laughs> you just gonna take her uh what is that, insignia? Yes. <laughs> She's gonna take it. She gonna go she gonna be on uh, Instagram. Get that back, that's mine. Uh but this is a new <laughs> This is a new segment I want everybody to uh, start tuning in to uh, Tipsy Talks with TNA. Uh, Miss Ponce is our our co-host for this uh, segment. One, um, I always thought uh, we have good energy together. Um, it would be fun to do something. So once we start recording this where it's visual, oh, y'all going to love it. Yes, you are. Uh, but today's uh, episode, first topic, um, or first episode really, is it about expressing yourself? And since Miss Ponce brought it up, you gotta say it better. What? Express yourself? No, ex- yes. <laughs> more emphasis. Okay. Express your what? No. <clears throat> like express yourself, fool. <laughs> <laughs> express yourself. Yeah. Uh, express yourself, and how uh, we feel that a lot of people in society they don't speak up for themselves. You know, they just let I guess the status quo take effect and we have so many different examples that we can you know point to in society where um, you know people are not expressing themselves so you're letting I guess the system railroad you um, but Miss Ponce yeah, take it away yes yes um, I agree I believe that we are we are systematically told to kind of keep it hush um, and that, that kind of stumps a lot for people as far as you know, what you think you can aspire to be. You know what I mean? We are, we are basically trained to be employees. You go to school, you get taught how to listen. You yep. get taught things that you're fully aware that you're probably not going to use when you get older. But guess what? You're here to listen. So so you have to fight with that in your head. And we wonder why kids are like, I don't like school. Because kids have common sense to understand, like, wow, am I really being told about Christopher Columbus for no reason at all? And I have to sit here until 2.30? Like... You know what I mean? Like, imagine, like, I mean, not even imagine. We all did it. You know, we knew yeah, how stupid uh, that was. Like, I, I hate Christopher Columbus Day. Right, exactly. It shouldn't even be a day. Right, and now, well, I mean, shout out to Apple, you know, that says Indigenous People. Day. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're starting to change that in some of the uh, schools or something like that. Yeah. I just don't agree with it, uh, me personally, because he didn't discover anything. Yeah, um, but I mean, that's, so who is who the topic like? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> but literally, people are suppressed on a daily basis because they're not allowed to uh, express themselves, or they feel as though if they express themselves, um, something negative can come from it. When you know what I mean. At the end of the day, the only thing that really comes negative is you know the after effects of you holding those thoughts in. Uh, I feel as though people should feel comfortable with expressing themselves. And I feel as though we need to understand that that's something that we can take control of at any time. It it doesn't have to be taught to you. Um, It's not something that is, you know, not trainable, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, However, feel free to open your mouth and really speak up because you can end up being the victim of your own mind. Um, As far as just speaking up, uh, I'm always reading up on things, Andreas. Mm -hmm. a big article person Um, and I I feel like Harvard Business Review does a really good job Mm -hmm. we're we're talking about stuff like this 
Um, and also, like, you know, I was reading it as well on, like, Google, just, like, little blogs and stuff. And it was talking about, you know, why do people keep quiet? Mm-hmm. And one thing is, like, you know, the negative about keeping quiet is, you know, silence is deemed approval. And I was like, oh, that was one point I seen, and I was like, yikes. I think that has to be not only said, but repeated, you know, over and over again and actually get to stick to people. Like, understand that when you close your mouth to things you want, mm-hmm. you're deeming it to be okay. You know, like um, my mom always says, you know, what what you allow is what will be. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? That's the same thing as like, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah. Being quiet is giving approval. Squeaky wheel doesn't get the yellow. Right. Yeah. If you don't ask for chicken, you're not going to get none. Yeah, exactly. Well, oh, dang. I can't eat chicken anymore. This vegan thing is so hard. So you, you do, you becoming a vegan now? I'm a pescatarian vegan. Oh, okay. So you're in transition? No. Or, well, hold that on. That is the whole The fish. What? Okay, hold on. I'm trying so, to get the pescatarian. I'm not strong enough to be a vegan, so I'm pescatarian vegan. So I don't you eat can any eat meats other than seafood. Oh, okay, got it. That's what it is. However, I clean eat green, no dairy, all that good stuff. Mm. So it's basically like seafood. It's it's hard to um like live that lifestyle when you don't have as many choices. Right. Um, because like someone put in the order for like vegan gummies, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it doesn't come out the same. Like we still got to tinker with the formula or whatever because it doesn't it doesn't set the same, and we like everything to be you know all natural. Right. Um. So that's interesting. It's gonna be interesting, right? I was uh-huh. gonna say you gotta make it happen though. Oh man. I I mean I don't I don't know. I think that. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a it's a transition, but it's something that once I was knowledgeable about, mm-hmm. I felt like I was doing myself a disservice, not doing something about it or not being proactive or, you know, whatever. But, I mean, for me, I actually, once again, spoke out to my mom mm-hmm. and I watched the documentary of What the Health. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you have to watch this. like, and, and she watched it and she's doing it now. She's pescatarian vegan and she's like only you make up a lifestyle and then get people to like join it like it's a I won't say like you're a leader yeah influencer you know so right yeah I'm enjoying it so now it's a thing pescatarian vegan I'm gonna think about a name Mm -hmm. fishy vegans (laughs) fishy vegans (laughs) I don't think that'll go good with marketing whatever listen I guarantee you we get some, we would get some numbers real quick. Hey, you really would. We would. Um, yeah, but I agree with you with your earlier uh, points, though. We we do. Uh, we are taught to uh, and raised by a system where you know you gotta hush, mm-hmm. don't say this and don't say that, and then people. The craziest thing is like when something happens, people are shocked. Yes. I'm like, why are y'all shocked? Because y'all been teaching people. It's like, you know, when clients come in and they've been traumatized in a sexual way or something. Well, why didn't somebody say something sooner? Right. What do you mean? You what taught everybody, you taught everybody to, to be harsh. quiet. Yeah. And that's what the, every aspect of society, because even when you go to your job, you know, how many jobs can you say that people have had that, um, or even you've had, to where? <laughs> I'm not good at this answer. Well, I'm just saying though. Ready. <laughs> where they encourage, like you know, voicing your opinions about stuff, your input, and things of that nature. Um, most of them, you're taught that you know this is what you have to do. These you are the parameters of what you. Camp of them. Yeah. 
Let me teach you how to become you. Mm-hmm. And if you just so happens to fit, mm-hmm. I remember I worked for a company. Uh, I worked for a company that had a hair chart mm-hmm. in the back in our break room, and our hair had to be one of those five styles, or it wasn't acceptable to be a model for that company. And it was just like, wait. Naturally, my hair was one of those styles, but it was super awkward for, mm-hmm. the, uh, for people who weren't like that. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't like the box. I don't like. That's why you're supposed to speak up. Mm-hmm. Exactly what? Because I was like, one day I just did it. You know, mm-hmm. rebel. I just showed up with like a slick back bun, but mm-hmm. everything had to kind of be so, you know. And that was mm-hmm. the only time we could be expressive. Everything else was just very robotic around the store. Yeah. And um. I wore my hair slicked back, and it was like, oh, no, Tiara, what are you doing? You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, Tiara felt like wearing a slick back bun today. And it was such a problem. It was like, you, you want to take a day off? You know? Like, And I'm like, and I took my hair out because, you know what I mean? I was a college student, and I was broke. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, it was super awkward because it was like, yeah, this bun was a problem. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but they already know. They still heard my mouth about it. But uh, we had to deal with uh, hair issues last year with my kids mm-hmm. because in the school, and they they go to St. Peter Clever, and in the Catholic school and all this stuff, whatever. Well, first of all, this is a Catholic school. St. Peter Claver was a saint or whatever who founded a school for black kids. And you have white principals and white people over the diocese who influence how the school run. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm still trying to figure that out. But besides that, okay. they had in the actual uh, pamphlet um, that you couldn't have afros or no. was it like something like mohawk or something or something. Didn't actually something similar to uh, they either said dreads or something that was similar to like twist. And what? they wouldn't know the difference between because my uh, two of my kids have their uh, hair sister lock, and they wouldn't even know the difference. They think like is whatever. So, but why? You know, we went back and forth. Not me and her, but we went back and forth in school. Was school right? Uh huh. And told the lady, I gotta take that crap out because I'm like, y'all basically, um, I'm like, first of y'all, that's racist. Right. To sit there and up. try to, and I tell them all the time, like, look, stop trying to whitewash everything we do. Like, you know, people, they, get, they get offended or they might take offense to that, but I don't care because the way that you go about seeing stuff, you are whitewashing stuff and own up to it. Right. Like, I'm not saying that you're purposely doing it or whatever, but then in the, all this going through back and forth, it was like, well, we asked one of the teachers and the teacher was black. And I'm like, well, first of all, the teacher's not black. First of all. <laughs> you know, she might look black, but you know. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, and. You're paying her, so she's not going to give you some unbiased opinion. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're paying y'all to teach our kids, whatever. So, yeah, it was just this whole ordeal or whatever. And I get so tired of that. Um, why do African-Americans, black, or whatever you want to call them, or however you want to identify, why do they have to have a certain hairstyle? Yeah. Because, first of all, the hair doesn't grow. I mean, our hair doesn't, like, lay down and all that stuff. I'm actually, it reaches for the sun. Like, that's the only group of people where our, our hair is reaching for the sun. So I'll be telling everybody, 
Um, it's something wrong with y'all. Y'all are mutated, you know what I'm saying, species right. of human beings if you want to actually look at it. Right. But you know, they don't like to accept their place in the world. But, you know, that's, that's a lot of, you know, <laughs> a lot of other talk or whatever. Right. Uh, but we can, uh, we'll get express back. Express yourself. Exactly. We gotta express <laughs> yourself. But we're gonna, um, we're gonna jump into a song selection real quick. And then when we come back, we're gonna have the art of. Hello. You know, nigga, we talking about designer this, designer that. Damn. I be looking around. I call that sh- brands. Rocking brands. Getting brands. Copping brands. I got brands. What it costs? Bands. What you look like? Bland. Popping tasking. I'm always spending grand. Rocking brands. Getting brands. Copping I got brands, what it costs, bands, what you look like, bland Poppin' Tasco, it's Bonte and Command Got the little guitar, not the DNG, I got the real Gabbana, come on with me I talkin' Burberry, Chi-Chi, YSL, Nicole Lee, Off-White, Rick Owen, Tom Brown, Alexander McQueen, Doc Martin, Chrome Missouri, Toy Burch, Y3, I got the NCN, Hermes, Fendi, Armani, my girl be rockin' Prada, Cody, your Stella McCartney, Christian Louis Vuitton, A, Juice of Gel 9A, A, Birkin, Bailey, Diesel, Puma, Mero, Super A, Mason Martin, Margella, yeah, Roger Viva, Jill Sandow, A, Stefano, Ricky, Javinci, Busami, Chrome Hearts, Maserati, Ferrari, Rugatti, the Royals. Versace, Versace, yeah, yeah, everything that I rock, yeah, ain't nothing like it, yeah, all of my neck on my wrist, Versace, that be on my Shade and suit, Versace, Versace, SMG rockin' like this, ayy. Rockin' brands, getting brands, coppin' brands, I got them. Brands, what it costs, bands, what you look like, bland. Poppin' taskin', I'm always spendin' grand. Rockin' brands, getting brands, coppin' brands, I got them. Brands, what it costs, bands, what you look like, bland. Tasking, it's Bunty coming. Rocking true religion, known as Truri. Adidas, ayy. That be on my feet. But Robin, yeah. That be my jean. Ballin' me. When I'm feeling clean. Patrick Moore, K1X, and Philippine. Balenciago, Michael Kors, Jordan Celine. She got on her case, ayy, Alexander Wayne, ayy, Moschino, Jimmy Jukin, so that whole game, yeah. Love it when you rockin' your Chloe, ayy, you come on wearin' all your juice, ayy, Couture, she went right out of stores. Echo, uh, Golden Goose, Mui, Mui, my claw, ayy, Gucci, Gucci, ayy, I got that Gucci, Gucci, man. It's a Gucci, Gucci day. Gucci man, Gucci man, Gucci man, Gucci man, Gucci gang. Rockin' brands, getting brands, coppin' brands. I got them. Brands, what it costs, bands, what you look like, bland. Poppin' tasking, I'm always spending grand. Rockin' brands, getting brands, coppin' brands. I got them. Brands, what it costs, bands, what you look like. 
see it coming. Express yourself. Definitely make sure that you are the one that vouches for you. You are the one that is the decision maker. Um, And don't be a victim to things. As far as, you know, anything, whether it comes to work, whether it comes to, you know, relationships and things like that, make sure that your voice is heard. Um, You know, execution matters, of course. Uh, You want to make sure that you're always doing it in the most respectful manner and things like that. I'm not telling you to go crazy and just begin to shout things out in the middle of the street like Andreas does sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, (laughs) express yourself. You know, what you're saying matters, what you're thinking matters. And I think one big point that I want to make is that we hold in a lot not realizing that we could actually be saving somebody and we're not the only person thinking that. You know, like a lot of my thoughts are good ideas and I'm usually never wrong. Like, Andreas tells me this all the time. So, like, for me, you know, I always share my ideas because I'm like, let me make the world right because more than likely it's right, you know? And it's all relatable and everybody's probably shaking their heads and agreeing because this is right. But yeah, you know, you never you never know what, you, what you're thinking can be something that everybody's like, yeah, absolutely, right. Like, you know, so it, it's good to express yourself for those reasons. Um, you know, also, one thing is, you know, with you being quiet, uh, it shows that you're not really invested. You know, imagine having a conversation with somebody and they're just sitting there like, Doo-doo. you're like, um, are you here? Are you not here? You know what I mean? You don't deem yourself to be valuable when you don't have an opinion as well. So it's something that you want to make sure that you're always using your voice. If you're just another body in the room, guess what you are? Nobody. Mm, well, that's a lot to, uh, a lot of good points. It's actually, uh, definitely a different perspective to look at it. Like you said, I can, I can get down with that. So, uh, yeah, I can really get down with that. Okay, so, um, I don't have a rebuttal for that. Um, you know, that's your, that's your thing. Uh, let's see here. My music business tip. What I call it? Uh, business tips or music or whatever. Music business tips. Uh, for all the independent artists out there and aspiring artists who I always come in contact with, um... A lot of artists, y'all like to think that you're busy and stuff, and so therefore you need a manager. I'm here to tell you, (laughs) you only need a manager when you have, you know, something that you can't handle. Um, It's just like beyond your scope of understanding or your skill set, or it's just too much. Uh, I think a lot of artists, they try to jump into the game, they go, oh man, I need to get a manager to do this, X, Y, and Z. 
when in, in true essence you could be like Erica Badu she never had a manager she managed herself managed her own career um yeah what mm-hmm. she managed her own career uh, there's a couple other artists as well because typically when you get to that level I'm like they're getting 20% of your gross and it's all the way around yeah those, and those are experience managers they start off between 10 and they go up to 20% so just think if you're generating, you know, a million dollars or whatever. Right, I can't imagine you uh-huh. living twenty percent of my lifestyle. I'm just like Well, you know. <laughs> that they that can sound come bad. In. Yeah. <laughs> well it's a give and take type situation when you play at the major level, right? Right. Um, because if you're on the rise, say if you're stuck in that mid region, you're regionally known, not nationally known or internationally known. Then that manager who has those connects, they can put you in a position to reach that more fan base, bring more opportunities, so right. therefore it becomes worth it. Um, and then, you know, I'm like, cause, yeah, it, yeah, well, like some of them, they can command 20. They just, they can put you in places to win. So okay. would you rather have 20%, I mean, rather them take 20% over a million or, you know, take uh, a uh, what is it? 100% of nothing. <laughs> 100% of hugs. <laughs> but, you know. with the indie game, though, a lot of independent artists, they um, they just jump out there and be like, man, I need a manager, I need a manager. I'm like, no, you don't. What are you doing right now to yeah. where your career needs that? Oh, what do you feel? My thing is, I feel as though people, a lot of a lot of independent artists sometimes, I feel as though it's a mimic game. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, they so, like, they mimic what they, they see. can do is uh-huh. mimic what they see. So, okay, these artists have managers. When you come to realize that, okay, your manager is booking gigs and doing little things, those are all things that you can sit down and do in your spare time when you're not mm-hmm. writing, when you're not doing something towards your artistry. Yeah, because you know what I'm saying? the recording and then what you're saying for is, the talent is only 10% of the what you're doing anyway. Exactly. The rest of it is networking, making sure everything's lined up, proper yeah. paperwork signed and all that. Because you, for other you know the questions that you've been asked yeah. and you're like, you're not asking me this. Mm-hmm. This is definitely something you can do yourself. You're choosing not to do this yourself because you feel as though you can put someone in position to do it for you. May I add, with no budget. Yeah. So it's like, but you, you know, know what I'm saying? There's also with that, what you're saying, with that is also like when you bring up the word budget, there are managers where they work off a percentage, and then there's our other managers who will manage you for uh, like a flat fee every month. Right. So you have to, you're guaranteed to get paid. Right. You know, so either way, you're coming out of pocket. You're coming out of pocket, though, yeah. for, for things that I think if you research sometimes, you realize that, you know what I mean? You can rock out for a while by yourself. Yeah, you can. You can you do can a lot of stuff by yourself. You can get you can get, you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You can really get knowledgeable. And, and it's something that I feel as though you should do regardless. Why would you allow somebody to have that type of power over you and not be knowledgeable in that position? So even as you're getting a manager, you should still know exactly what this yeah. person's job is over you. Because you're signing we see paperwork. It all the time from I'm like, I don't understand how they don't see these same documentaries that I see all the time from years and years and years and years and years of artists being raped and they're going to keep right? Are we gonna yeah. keep having the same like what was it? TLC story? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? What? You know Blueface didn't even know he was signed to cash money. It's on tape. Well, I call it on tape, but it's video, you know. <laughs> what in the world? Like, yeah, he signed to Blue. He signed to uh, Cash Money West or whatever, which is still Cash Money. It's just a different entity uh, up under the same umbrella. It's just, you know, it's just a spinoff or whatever. Just like I had, and back in the day, you had Death Row and Death Row East. Right. You know, people didn't even know there was a Death Row East right. uh, based in New York. 
So I'm like, you know, know when to get a manager. And the only time they really need a manager is when you can't handle everything yourself. Like, I don't. To me, if you can go to a job and learn your skill set, just apply that same type of thinking to your craft. Right. If you learn anything on a job and they pay you to and it's teach still, you to do it's this. Skill sets more than yeah. anything. You get what I'm saying? I think that the first thing we need to kind of also knock out with that being said is the fact that you stop working. You work more than ever. You get what I'm saying? And I think that a lot of people are like, cool, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and, or I'm going to be an artist. <sighs> No, Mm-mm. get on up now. You're saying that you are your own, you know, time management. You are your HR. You are your everything. Mm-hmm. You're taking on way more. This doesn't become a waxy daisy. I don't know, like, what people think, you know what I mean, it is. But, mm-mm. so I think you should definitely learn your manager's position regardless. Yes. And then if you feel as though you learn a position and you still want to hire somebody for that, mm-hmm. then that's on you. You get what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you are independent. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but don't hire somebody without knowing a job. Exactly. All right, we're going to get into another musical selection, and then once we get back, we're going to get into our heart, our heart, <laughs> hot artist highlights that includes uh, physical artists, or what do you like to call them, visual artists? Visual artists. Visual artists and recording artists. All right, y'all, that was the first part of that episode. Uh, we had to split it up into two of them because we talked for a nice little minute. So make sure y'all stay, uh, excuse me. <laughs> y'all stay tuned for episode number two or I guess second part of episode number one, however you want to.